Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. He's Mike McDaniel. He is a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame fan. Mike, first question, what was your favorite massive upset that Pittsburgh pulled this year? Could it be the one against Miami at the end of the year? Yeah, that one was pretty good. Was, I was a big fan, too. Wasn't bad. That was a fun game to watch, no lie. Uh, Kenny Pickett went off in that game. That was a lot of fun. Mike, we're going to recap the 2017 Pitt Panthers season. Uh, things did not go all that great for the Panthers, maybe not quite as well as we thought. Uh, our preseason predictions, I had them at 6-6. Six and six. You had them at 7-5, and, and our buddy Jim Hammett also had them at 7-5. and five. He's over at CardiacHill.com on the SB Nation Network. Uh, they actually finished 5-7, and 3-5 in the ACC. Uh, they, they weren't far from crossing that threshold into bowl eligibility, had a couple of tough losses in there, uh, at the, kind of at the last minute. But overall, I mean, kind of a disappointing season for Pittsburgh, given what they were just a year ago and how much noise they made on the national stage uh, not so long ago. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Now, it was tough sledding, obviously, just given what their schedule was. Um, you know, Virginia Tech and Miami games at the end of the year, you know, they had NC State in the middle of the season. They had that opening stretch where they had Penn State and Oklahoma State in back-to-back weeks. I mean, the schedule was absolutely brutal. So seeing as though they finished 5-7, and seven, yes, it's a disappointment. Yes, they wanted to, you know, reach bowl eligibility given how well they played last year. But, you know, at the same time, uh, looking at the schedule the way it was at the beginning of the year, it was safe to say that this is around what we expected, um, anywhere between the five and seven win range. And that's exactly where they ended up is they end up on the low, you know, the low end of that threshold, you know, only winning five games. But yeah, just a brutal schedule coupled with inconsistent quarterback play. And I think that was a real telltale sign that, you know, things were going to go quite as well as a lot of Pittsburgh fans wanted them to this year. Yeah, the Panthers drew the short end of the stick, you know, in terms of out of conference scheduling, at least in degree in, you know, to the ter- to the point of I would say this is, if not the toughest, certainly one of the two or three toughest out-of-conference schedules in the ACC and maybe in the country uh, with games against Penn State and Oklahoma State, uh, both of whom were top 10 caliber teams. Um, So that was tough. But, I mean, this was a workable schedule otherwise that I think they let a couple games get away from them. Uh, Even what was a rebuilding year, you know, this this could have been better for the Panthers. So, So certainly disappointing that way. Let's talk about their best win, Mike, and I think it's pretty obvious which one that was. Uh, that was the four and seven Panthers knocking off the previously undefeated number two Miami Hurricanes 24 14, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Like I said, a really exciting game, a huge performance from Kenny Pickett. And I think maybe what you might consider that even is a little bit of a culmination of, of the improvement that we saw from Pitt down the stretch, as they were a significantly better team over the last month of the year than they were to start it all out. Yeah, finding a quarterback was huge. Uh, you know, they had Max Brown, they had Ben DiNucci, finally settled on Kenny Pickett due to injuries and inconsistent quarterback play. And Pickett played pretty well down the stretch. Um, you know, they lose two heartbreakers in a row, Pittsburgh did, um, in the month of November, losing to North Carolina 34-31. 
losing on a goal line stand to Virginia Tech um, in Blacksburg, 20 to 14. And then, you know, you culminate it with, you know, putting it all together in a 24 to 14 victory against the Hurricanes where, you know, let's face it, Pittsburgh was a better team throughout the course of that entire football game. Um, That game was, you know, one of those strange late season uh, matchups where, you know, Pittsburgh ran the ball really well. They threw the ball well against a team that, you know, quite honestly, they shouldn't have really been that competitive against. I mean, Miami was clicking it all on all cylinders at that point. So, yeah, they finally put it all together in the last game of the year. They had a couple of heartbreaking losses there as well. But given the way the season went for Pittsburgh, it was kind of a roller coaster ride. And I think that final three game stretch is really just kind of a culmination of how the season was in its entirety for Pittsburgh. So, a lot of positive things to take away, especially from their last three or four games. Um, obviously, coming out strong against Virginia before that final three game stretch, as I mentioned. But going two and two, having a couple of tough losses, um, but really being competitive there with Kenny Pickett as your starting quarterback, I think will lead you into 2018 with some promise, at least at the quarterback position, which was really a, a you know a weak part of their offense for much of the season. Yeah, there were a few teams in the ACC that kind of struggled to develop an identity throughout the year, and Pitt was one of them. But you saw them develop it there towards the end of the year, leaning on uh, Kenny Pickett was really good in his last two games. Uh, Darren Hall, the D, uh, not the D train, that's AJ Dillon, but uh, you know D train Junior, maybe Darren Hall at Pittsburgh. Uh, he had some really strong performances there at the end of the year. Um, I, I think they've got a core of guys now that they can lean on going into 2018. So that was very much a positive, and and you saw that all come to fruition again against Miami late in the year. Uh, worst loss, Mike, I think probably came a week before that at the hands of your Virginia Tech Hokies in what had to just be a, a mind-blowing heartbreaker uh, for Panthers fans everywhere to, to watch how that game came uh, came to a close. Yeah, and it felt like Pittsburgh had control of that football game for much of the game. Um, you know, Virginia Tech was really struggling offensively. Um, defensively, you know, they hung in tough. Obviously, it was the low-scoring game, 20-14, to 14, but... Uh, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh drives all the way down the field. They have the ball in position there inside, you know, inside the Hokies five yard line. They're late. Virginia Tech gave up a couple of big plays in the passing game. Uh, they're down the stretch and Pittsburgh had it right at the Hokies doorstep and Virginia Tech came up with a goal line stand there, um, you know, which really ended up costing the Panthers bowl eligibility. Um, you win that game and you win the following week against Miami like they did and you're you're playing in a bowl game. So you know, it was a season of near misses for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, hopefully better things are to come in 2018. The consistency of quarterback, I think, is the one thing I'll keep coming back to. Um, but, you know, that is the toughest loss of the year, I think, that loss to Virginia Tech um, because they were so close. And they were so close the week before against North Carolina, too. So those are backbreaking when you have back-to-back losses, you know, in that manner. So, yeah, tough two-game stretch. It really ended up costing the Panthers bowl eligibility there in November. Yeah, I, that, that's that was a, a pretty soul-crushing couple of losses there. Uh, again, at home on a Thursday night against UNC, and then uh, the way that that Virginia Tech game unfolded. I remember I was uh, I was at a wedding that weekend, in a wedding that weekend, and I was doing the rehearsal all on, on Saturday. And I, I looked down at my phone at one point, saw they had the ball inside the five with a minute left, and I was like, oh, man, Pitt's going to steal this one for Virginia Tech. And sadly, they did not. Uh, sorry, Pitt fans, for making you relive that. Uh, Mike, let's talk about the coaching staff a little bit. There's one big change that's being made. Uh, defensive coordinator Josh Conklin has been hired by Wofford. It's an FCS program in South Carolina. They're going to have him as their head coach. 
Uh, and then in comes Randy Bates is going to be the defensive coordinator for Pittsburgh moving forward. He was previously the linebackers coach at Northwestern. I have questions about this from a couple of angles. First of all, what made Wofford really want Pitt's defensive coordinator to be their head coach? And second of all, why is Pitt hiring a, a position coach to be their defensive coordinator? But maybe there's people smarter than me that are making these decisions. I mean, I, I don't know what you tell me, Mike, why, what are we thinking here? Okay. So I can answer one of those questions. So Josh Conklin, the Pitt defensive coordinator that's leaving for the Wofford job was a former Wofford assistant. So there was history there. Um, and that's probably why they tapped him to be the next head coach. Now, hopefully they weren't looking at the Pittsburgh Panthers uh, defensive game tape over the last few seasons, because I don't think you want to be hiring Josh Conklin. If you took a look at that, uh, the Pittsburgh defense has been terrible uh, since mm -hmm really since Pat Narduzzi's been there. And they made some strides this season, but yeah, a lot of questions there. Josh Conklin leaves. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. It could be, you know, bad defense gets worse, or it could be, you know, you're bringing in Randy Bates from Northwestern, who was a linebackers coach. Northwestern's had a decent defense in the Big Ten, but, you know, he's only been a linebackers coach. So how is he going to handle now being thrown into the mix as a defensive coordinator at Pittsburgh where expectations are going to be pretty high right off the bat because the defense has been so bad and everybody's expecting a turnaround. So, you know, we'll have to see what kind of hire this is. I mean, it, from all indications, Randy Bates is a, you know, highly regarded assistant. So him coming in and running the defense under Pat Narduzzi will be different, uh, but it'll be an opportunity now for Pittsburgh to take a step forward heading into 2018 because, that's the one area that Pittsburgh has really struggled over the last few years. The issue that the Panthers had this year is that the offense wasn't really all that consistent either. And that's a recipe for being five and seven versus eight and four, nine and three, or being in that neighborhood where they've been the last few years. So yeah, Pitt's got to get more consistent on the defensive side of the ball. I think they have to find their identity on that side of the ball first and foremost. And then hopefully with Kenny Pickett, a quarterback, now you have something there and there will be an opportunity there for him to grow within the system. Obviously he was a freshman this year, but you know, moving forward, um, becoming Pitt's full-time starting quarterback. Hopefully the Panthers will have a little bit more um, stability and consistency on that side of the ball as well. So, you know, could there be improvements in 2018? You know, you would hope so if you're a Pittsburgh fan, just given the, the you know, the tough losses that they had. But the positives are you found a quarterback and you're going to have a different defensive coordinator and maybe a fresh voice will really help that unit. Yeah, I... I found something. Randy Bates was formerly a defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech, but that was over 10 years ago, and he's never been a Power 5 defensive coordinator. So interesting hire by Narduzzi. Now, then again, I mean, Pat Narduzzi, a defensive guy himself, maybe he's just going to run this the system himself and just needs Bates to call plays and kind of manage stuff during the game. I don't really know how that, that whole arrangement is going to work. Um, I, I will say while we're talking about the coaches, Mike, if, if it's me and I look at Pat Narduzzi as – Pitt's head coach, I start having a lot of questions and I, and I, you know, for, for his track record so far, I think his sheet, his seat might be a little warmer than it should be. Um, I don't know that he's always done the greatest job of managing this program and, and kind of guiding this team through close games and such. Uh, they had one really good year on the back of Matt Canada's offense. And other than that, it hasn't really been great at Pittsburgh uh, under Narduzzi. I don't know how much longer Pitt fans, you know, are, are wanting to give Narduzzi thinking he might build a, a program that's really successful over time. We'll see. It, it was a tough year. They were going, they went five and seven. The previous two years, they were eight and five, but I think very different qualities of eight and five than those years. So I'm, I'm just curious, do you, do you sense any, uh, 
any sense that maybe Narduzzi is is on a bit of a hot seat going into 2018? Or am I just speculating wildly here? I don't think you're speculating wildly. I do remember when we had Jim Hammett on, um, you know, for the season preview uh, back in the late summer, uh, he was talking about how he didn't feel like the criticism of Pat Narduzzi was where it should be among the Pitt fan base. Like they didn't really criticize Narduzzi. They thought he was such an upgrade uh, as a head coach. They were just kind of expecting, you know, the Pitt program to succeed right away. And they were kind of, it was a lot of excuse making that was happening for the fact that Pitt was an eight and five program a couple of couple years in a row. Now you're five and seven. So what happens next year? If you go five and seven again, then are we really talking about Pat Narduzzi being on the hot seat? I'm not sure if he's on the hot seat heading into 2018. I think you and I think he should be just because the defense has been so bad. And outside of the one year with Matt Canada that you mentioned, they haven't really been all that consistent on that side of the ball either. So what do you really have if you're Pitt? And look, the ACC Coastal Division really the last few years has been wide open. I mean, let's call it what it is. Miami wins it this past year. You know, you had North Carolina in the mix a few years back. Virginia Tech obviously won the Coastal Division um, in 2016. But that was a team that kind of came out of nowhere. Georgia Tech's been competitive. I mean, there are a lot of teams here in the Coastal Division that have an opportunity to compete. I think Pitt is one of them just because of the talent that they bring in and the fact that defensively they do have the athletes to compete at a high level in the Coastal, but they really just haven't lived up to the billing. And I think that says more about the coaching staff than anything else. So I'm not sure if he's on the hot seat or not. I think he should be at least his seat should be getting a little bit warmer. And maybe it is now that they've gone five and seven and they didn't have a winning season. But I think there's a lot of criticism, like Jim mentioned uh, in our preseason preview of Pittsburgh, that you know maybe Narduzzi wasn't receiving, that now he might actually receive or garner now that they went 5-7. and seven. Let's look at 2018, Mike. Pitt uh, bringing back a lot. Again, they bring back Darren Hall and, and uh, Kenny Pickett, the guys they started leaning on on offense down the stretch. Uh, they bring back most of their, again, their skill position talent. They lose Jester Wea on the outside, but other than that, Offensive skill position talent all coming back. Uh, defensively, there is a lot of returning talent here. Um, they they have a lot to build on here, and, and I don't know if that's going to necessarily translate to results. It, it hasn't always in the past, but uh, plenty of talent coming back for Pitt on both sides of the ball. Another another player that they are losing, and we're not all totally sure what went into this decision, but Quadri Henderson leaving after his junior year to go to the NFL – uh, feels like a bit of a suspect decision. Don't know that he's a whole lot more than like a return specialist at the next level, but uh, time will tell. Uh, the schedule, they've got out-of-conference games, home against Albany, uh, home against Penn State, on the road at UCF, on the road at Notre Dame. Mike, that might be a one-in-three out-of-conference slate. That is not great scheduling if you're Pitt. Yeah, I mean, at best, two and two, right? I mean, UCF doesn't have Scott Frost anymore, so how how good will they be next year? I mean, they still have a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, at best, two and two, more than likely one and three. Penn State's going to be really good once again. Um, Notre Dame, obviously, should be pretty good next season. UCF still has a lot of talent. So if you're Pitt, you better beat Albany because outside of that, your wins really are just going to come in conference play. Um, And to be honest, I mean, they do play in the easier of the two divisions. Um, They get a favorable draw out of the Atlantic. They only play Syracuse and Wake Forest, so you don't get a a bunch of heavy hitters in the Atlantic division. You don't draw a Clemson or a Florida state or a Louisville who knows what Louisville will be next year, but you're not drawing those types of teams coming out of the Atlantic. So, I mean, Pitt's wins, I think are coming in conference play. I think they're going to have to, if they want to reach ball eligibility, because like you mentioned, this non-conference schedule is brutal. And 
two road games that are pretty tough. I mean, you're lucky you get Penn State uh, coming to Heinz Field. You don't have to go play them in Happy Valley again, but you have to go on the road to UCF and then on the road to Notre Dame in mid-October, which is not an easy place to play. So, yeah, tough schedule for Pitt. We'll have to see what happens in conference play. I think that's where they're going to garner most of their wins. Hey, credit to Pitt, too, for making a, a difficult schedule. It'll make for some exciting games to watch, and it will engage the fan base. But also just be prepared to just you know lose a bunch of games, too. Um, Mike, overall, better or worse? I think 2018 will be better. I don't know how much better it'll be. Um, I, I think you know the 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five that we were predicting before this year is maybe what they're looking at next year. Especially if we're just assuming that they're going to go, you know, two and two at best out of conference. Um, I, you know, I don't see them losing less than two or three ACC games. So I, I think seven and five might be around your ceiling as a, as a, you know, Pitt fan next year. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of what they are until we see great improvement on either side of the football, which I think you and I have been expecting, but we haven't really seen yet. So, I think it starts with defense just because the bar has been set so low by the defensive units over the past few years that they really need to improve on that side of the ball first before I take them seriously as a football team overall over the course of the entire season. Uh, Offensively, I think they're creative enough. They'll manufacture enough points, but defensively, they need to get stops against, you know, some of the better teams in the ACC. And until they do that, I think they're a five to seven win program. I think just think that's what they are. I, I think so. Uh, so not great in 2017 should be better in 2018. Although I, this, we're not talking about a national title team in 2018. So better is relative. Uh, Mike, anything else on Pittsburgh? No, I think we're all set. Cool. We got better, we got better team. We do have better teams. We also have other teams to, to recap here. In the meantime, they can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel ACC and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it, buddy. It was a little rocky there for a second, but we, we got there. Uh, y'all can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, and wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Go search us on their Basketball Conference Podcast uh, on YouTube and we will uh, have our Podcast posted there in video format as well. If you ever, you know, decide you want to look at our ugly mugs. Uh, Mike, where else can they find us on the social medias? Facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. Please do that. Uh, we, we appreciate you all uh, hitting us up on Facebook and YouTube and all those other places. You know, hit the subscribe button. We're, uh, we, you know, we try to provide the content to the people. Mike, anything else before we get out of here? I think we're all set, man. Let's talk about some other teams. Uh, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC.